Proverbs 1.33 tells us, Whoever listens to me will be secure and without fear of evil. Let's join Christy Anglin Charles as she helps us wrestle with life's struggles. Whose voice is full of wonder. It is a glorious day to be here in Phoenix, Arizona. If you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, do so today. Time is hastening. This morning there was an accident, I know, and I believe on Indian School Road, and I think they did not survive that crash. There's so many crashes out there here in Phoenix, and I just want you to be safe today. But what most of all is I want you to know Jesus if you had to leave this world at this time. You cannot call in today, and I, I want to apologize for that, and we're not live streaming either. We're just right here on the radio. We're kind of in an exchange of moving to a new studio, so I apologize for that. So I'm going to have my guests back on with me at another time. We'll do a, like a part two, and you'll be able to call in. Tough subject today. That's why I wish you could call in. But my guest I'm going to introduce in about two minutes. I'm going to go into Scripture. But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and all who believe, for there is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. That came out of Romans three twenty-one through 23. Again, if you haven't accepted Jesus, do so. If you'd like to call me at the station sometime this week and kind of talk to me about what we're talking about today, feel free, 602-296-3612. Take care on that one if you can get through. I appreciate it. But my guest that I have today, I just met him a few weeks ago, and I, I thought, i got to have this minister on radio with me. And I have Brother Tim Jacobs. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, from Compass Church out of Goodyear. Yes. That's not very far from here, is it? It is not. It's just over right off the 10 Freeway, um, Estrella Parkway on Van Buren, just between Estrella Parkway and Saraville. How long have you been there? I've been there seven years. You've been there seven years, and I've been in Avondale just a few months, and we've just now met, but it was all God-ordained event. He came in um, last week, or was it the week before last? Several weeks ago, yeah. You were uh, interviewing the... Who was you interviewing? I was interviewing Felicia Rodolini, who is the uh, Democrat candidate for Attorney General, State of Arizona, and it was just a great time getting to know her and talk to her about her faith and how it impacts her politics and her desire for Attorney General and all that stuff. If you would like to hear that interview, you can go on to 1280 KXEG, The Trumpet, and hear that interview. I believe it's on there. Is that correct, Tom? Just shake your head. That's on there. He can't hear me. (laughs) Anyway, I ask you a question. Because two weeks ago, the mayor of Houston, Texas, which is a lesbian, had subpoenaed five ministers in the state of Texas for their sermons on homosexuality. So I ask you, what would you do if the mayor of Phoenix subpoenaed you and you said, well, I already sent her my sermon on email. (laughs) Isn't that what you said? Well, I did, and it started off just as a Facebook post. I'd, saw the, I'd seen the story, and I said, oh, you know, if, if the mayor's looking for sermons 
uh, dealing with the issue of same-sex marriage, I, I did preach on the subject, and I'd be happy to send her one of mine if she's looking for them. And then I thought, well, why don't I just do that? And again, it, it was really something to say. I, we don't have anything to hide. I don't have anything to hide. I, I believe that we can have a message that is biblically accurate and yet has compassion, has clarity, and really can speak well to the issue. And I, I don't think that these things should have to be forced. I, I, th- I would certainly would think, uh, and certainly in my case, I wasn't personally subpoenaed, but I thought, well, why not voluntarily offer it and just to kind of say there's really no reason for us to be afraid of what we say, especially in our churches. Amen. Uh, What's interesting about your—I have a sermon right here. I can't read it in its entirety, but I'm sure you'll email anybody that wants a copy of it, right? Absolutely. Okay, so the topic, it says, why do Christians believe marriage should be between one man and one woman? What's interesting is your intro says, well, there's never a dull moment around here. There's never a dull moment around Christy Charles with Jesus. Ask, are you listening? I speak the truth, and what we're going to do today is speak the truth of what God says why Christians believe marriage should be between one man and one woman. So why do you feel that way? Well, the first thing I want to say that's really important is that it is possible for us to approach this issue with a great deal of compassion, um, a great deal of love and of sympathy for those who are attracted to same sex, whether it's male or female. And we absolutely, as the church, should be people who are willing to embrace everybody and right where they're at. But as an old mentor of mine used to say, you know, we accept you the way you are, but we love you too much to leave you that way. And that goes with every issue. That goes with all of us, um, no matter what our our struggles and challenges are. And a reason I believe this is I was trying to get away from the legal aspect and just say, listen, as a Christian, if I'm really going to look at what the Word of God says and understand God's intention for marriage and God's intention for the family and God's intention for relationships, I can love those who are in the homosexual lifestyle, but I just can't ever say, yes, this is good. Yes, this is something that God wants you to do. I just see that as a total conflict with the Word of God. And there are, there are really several reasons for that. Um, probably, probably the first one has to do with what the Word of God says itself about marriage. The Bible says that, uh, first of all, God created those of us, created human beings in his image, male and female. And that's a beautiful picture of the image of God being revealed in both genders. There's a beauty in in masculinity and in femininity. And God designed both of those to come together to present his image in in a complete fashion. And so... It really is an elevation of both genders to be able to say, you know what, a a picture of the image of God is one that is male and female. And really the purpose of marriage is for the glory of God. People say, well, the purpose of marriage is happiness. And yes, marriages should be happy, but happiness comes only when we are living for the glory of God in our marriages. And the other thing that I, the challenge that I have is when we talk about the government legalizing same-sex marriage. The, the challenge that we have is that the government can't really define marriage. The government can only really describe marriage. And here's where, for example, I leaned heavily on the work of um, Greg Kokel from Stand to Reason, str.org, who has some excellent research and articles on this subject that really helped me understand what's going on here. 
that when the, the government can't really define marriage in the same way that a map can't define geography, it can only describe geography. You have a map that says, okay, we know there's a mountain here and there's a lake here and there's an ocean here, but you, you can't just arbitrarily draw lines around something and say, this is what it is. We believe that marriage predates government. It predates society. It is the basic foundation of society. And so government can't define it. It can describe it. It can point out what it is and it can make provisions for it. Do you feel that the Christians have been discriminated as far as our stand? Uh, There we go. And in your sermon, uh, we're not supposed to hate homosexuals. Uh, Absolutely not. Someone had posted on my Facebook last week from down in Evansville, Indiana, that they really, it burdened them that they seen signs around the courthouse that people were standing that God hates homosexuals. Mm -hmm. God says he hates sin and sin is categorized. It could be anything from lying to adultery, to stealing, to murder. And it's the same thing as homosexuality. But what my concern is, what I'm trying to con, uh, is how the gays and lesbians, if if they come to a place and ask someone to marry them, and the person refuses, let's say a gay, uh, two gay men come to your church and say, "Will you marry me?" What are you going to say? Um, I will refuse to do that, I can certainly refer them. I was just talking with someone earlier who's another pastor in California who's received calls um, from from homosexuals to perform the ceremony. He's an excellent wedding officiant. And he said, he just very kindly says, I can't, I, I'm just not going to do that. Yes. And I, I can refer you to other people. There doesn't need to be, and I think what you're hitting on earlier is this idea of, of, if we don't agree with you, um, therefore we hate you. And boy, nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, I, I think it's very possible for us to be able to say we don't agree with this lifestyle. We don't, but that doesn't mean that we don't like you as a person or we don't care for you. We don't respect you. Of course, respect your humanity. As I said before, you were created in the image of God. That gives you so much value uh, that, that really my faith requires me. It says the highest thing I can do in my faith is to lay down my life for you. That's what Jesus says. The greater love is no one this that he laid down his life for his friends. And so we have a faith that tells us we should be loving. And I'll tell you, Christy, Christians who go out on the rampage and they go on social media or they go to the public places and they air their frustration and their anger, that is the worst possible representation of Jesus Christ. We have to understand that when Jesus when Jesus was on the earth, he didn't go on a rampage against homosexuality. He came to bring the kingdom of God, which is healing and forgiveness and restoration. Amen. We need to be about those things. And I think we can do that and yet still say, listen, we can't call something what it is not. We believe fundamentally marriage is between a man and a woman because that presents the complete picture of the goodness and glory of God and the revelation of him has created both male and female. We as Christians, I was telling you earlier a quick story. When I lived in Detroit, uh, I worked for a company and they hired many uh, gays and lesbians at the company that I worked for. And of course, I'm a minority being a Christian. And it was Christmas time. And one of the young men there that was in college, uh, most of the people there had told me he hates you. And I tried to talk with him. 
because I was trying to understand why he hated me so much. And it was Christmas time and we were all at the register checking out to go home for the afternoon. And uh, there were so many back there and everybody was saying, hurry, hurry, hurry. And uh, Val said his name was Val and Val said, oh, I hate Christmas. I just can't wait to get over Uh, get it over with. And the Lord spoke to me and said, there you go, Christy, there's an open door. And I said, Val, why do you hate Christmas? He said, well, what's so good about it? And the Lord said, go ahead and tell him, Christy. So I proceeded to tell him why I celebrated Christmas, which was the birth of Christ. And he said, yeah, you Christians, all you Christians hate gays and lesbians. Hmm. And I said, I don't hate you, Val. Hmm. And he turned around and looked at me and there was about 30 people standing there all looking at me like, what's she going to say next? Mm -hmm. And I said, Val, I don't hate you. I love you. Mm -hmm. And he said, really? You love me? And I said, yeah, let me tell you about it. And we stepped out and I got to share Jesus to him. And he hugged me right there in front of everyone. And then the next day, couldn't wait to get in to hear more about Jesus. We as Christians need to learn to love people. Well, absolutely, Christy. And I think what you're hitting on is a problem that everyone has, and that is we've this whole issue has reduced people down to just simply their sexuality. So all of a sudden, well, who are you? What are you about? And it becomes, well, I'm I'm gay or I'm straight or I'm bisexual, as though that comprises the person's entire identity. And it is tragic that so many people who are in the LGBT community would feel so distanced from Christians, and oftentimes rightfully so because of the things that have been said about them by other Christians. I think what I'm trying to do, and the reason, Christy, that I was I was eager to come on the, the show with you today, is because I think there is a middle ground between, between many of our Christian friends who are just basically caving and saying, okay, it's fine, we have to shift with the culture. Uh, we can say that... that that uh, homosexual marriage is the same as heterosexual marriage, and we're just going to kind of go along with the culture. And those who, who go the other way and are angry and yelling and hateful, can we say, wait a second, of course we need to love people, but we also need to present what I think are real and rational and um, very deep theological reasons why we must say that marriage has got to remain between a man and a woman, at least as we describe it, as we define it as as Christians, that we cannot go along with the culture. And it is possible to be able to look our, our, our homosexual friends and family, um, many of and obviously it's still tear your heart out, but we can look at them and say, hey, I love you. But, but I ha- I, and I'm saying this because I love you. I believe that this is a lifestyle that ultimately will be destructive for you. You. you don't have to agree with me on that, but that's just where I fall down on it because of what the Word of God says. And uh, so, yeah. Yes. Well, we know what the Scripture says. What I try to understand is that there's so many places in the Bible that there's strong warnings against homosexuality. Mm-hmm. God's yeah. wrath on unrighteousness. I mean, let's go back into Leviticus. Exactly what it says when they were talking it was talking about in Israel in verse 24 verse 18 it says do not defile yourselves with any of these things for by all these nations are defiled which I am casting out before you I'm not going to read that entire scripture and then let's go back into what it says in Romans first Corinthians Mm -hmm. and of course the word says many things about sin explicitly about a lot of sin but what I'm concerned about, this: how can a gay 
or lesbian profess to be a Christian and take what it says in verse 26 of the first chapter of Romans. Can you tell me what it says? It says, for this reason, God gave them up to vile passions for even their women. It's changed the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the man leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust for one another, man with man committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error. I'm not trying to come down on anyone hard. I'm just trying to help them out of that lifestyle. And I try to sit with them and say, what has happened in your life that this has come about? There's too much going on. And I'm not the gays and the lesbians. If they want to get married, I don't think they should be suing people that are professing to be Christians, talking against them. Like in Idaho, the Naps. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with the Naps? I am. The Hitching Post. Mm-hmm. I talked with Brother Knapp yesterday mm-hmm. on the phone. And he said, Christy, I never thought I would be in this position. I never thought I'd be facing jail time. I'm facing a huge fine in jail time because of my beliefs as a Christian that I can't legally marry two gay men. Why can't the gay man go on and find someplace else? Why do they have to sue? Well, I think, Christy, um, we, we have to acknowledge the fact that, and this goes for all of us, that, that sexuality is a very, very deep thing in all of us. God's very first command um, was to be fruitful and multiply, and he's given us both the desire and, and the, uh, the, the mechanics to do that. And I think when, those, when there's issues involved in that with our masculinity, our femininity, our desires, and those things are, are oftentimes confused or there's things that happen in people's life, whether it's abuse or maybe you just all your life, you've never felt quite right, as is so often said. I think it reaches very deep to the core of the individual, and it does produce a lot of emotions. And I think we as Christians have to continue to be sympathetic to that and understand that, that obviously there are many people who who are struggling with homosexuality and profess Christ. And I would say absolutely. And I've told this at our, I've said this at our church. I've said if you if this is a struggle for you, of course you're welcome here. Um, but you're but you're also going to hear what we have to say. And we talk about a variety of things. Don't think by any means that the I'm a one issue guy or we're a one issue church. This is just something that's very big right now in the culture because yes. of what's recently come down several weeks ago and certainly with the Houston thing and the Idaho thing. And this is going to continue. I think what concerns me, Chrissy, are how, is how the lines are kind of drawing closer and closer and closer to where all of a sudden you can't say certain things. And then we get reassured, well, you know, if you're a church, you can still talk about it. Um, and I don't know how long that will that will go. But I think what's important is, is that we do what we're doing here and try to present the reasons why we believe that we believe. We, we don't just simply say, well, we don't think it's right. We say, no, here's why. It's not because of uh, hatred or anything like that. It is because of an attempt to have fidelity to the Word of God and to say, how do we present this? For example, I think one of the biggest challenges, and this is something nobody talks about, is what, you see, now that we have marriage, what we're really talking about now is a family. And remember, the, so now for the first time, we're saying that when we have children involved, we're saying that, that we, we just talk about children for a second. A, a homosexual married couple is now depriving a child that they might adopt or have of having a, a mother and a father. 
And this is what I don't, no one's talking about this. No one's saying that in the past, when you had a single father or a single mother, people acknowledged that those were families, of course, but there was always something missing. I mean, like the Brady Bunch, remember? I mean, you have Mike Brady with his three sons and, and Carol Brady with her three daughters and they had the little song, here's a story of a man. You're going to get, you know, you're going to get called on that no. because of Robert Reed, right? Well, but see, that, that's not relevant. <laughs> What's relevant to me is the fact that what happened, sure. then they came together and they became right. a family. And so you had, and, and there was a, the whole show was about what? A sense of restoration that now the boys had a mother and the girls had a father. And I think no, we have to re- acknowledge that we are taking away from the family system, the ability of a child to experience both of those things. And by the way, I believe so much in the value of a woman in the life of a child and in the family, that I would never say that a family is complete without one. And I don't understand why so many women have basically, what I would say, kind of bought the farm on this issue and said it doesn't matter. In other words, we want to be in politics. We want to be in, in, in sports. We want to be, or, you know, on, on, in terms of mainstream media, we want to be in business. We want to have power. That's great. That's wonderful. But actually, we're not really needed to be part of the family. And I, I just go, so in other words, you can have two men and, and, it, and it's okay. And I, I'm thinking, really? There, there's a man that can be a substitute for you. I have more. I, I preserve more value t- to you as a woman made in the image of God. You are more necessary just as you are. Well, women, I have said it all along. Women's live has really gotten the women into trouble. Absolutely. Because we're not we're not we have to do it all. I mean, we have to work 40 to 50 hours right. a week. We have to come home. We still take care of you, right? You expect your wife to cook no dinner doubt. or are you cooking dinner? Uh, well, if I cook dinner, that would be a hazmat situation. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> but, I mean, a woman's job in the home is not done when she comes home from that 40-hour week. She has to take care of her children. And now that we have children in the home, they're, if their mother's not home there to take care of them, look how many children we have in prison right now. Look how, look what is going on in our nation. That's that's another story in itself with all that's going on. Uh, my husband and me coach basketball in Avondale at our church. I'm seeing these kids, they have no father at home. Their father's out and about or their father's in prison or even their mother is in prison. They're in the drugs by the time they're 11 years old because they don't have a family support system. We've gotten away from God. We need to return to God and be obedient to what he says. I guess me coming from the Midwest, my parents love me. And I thank God for that. Mm -hmm. I thank God and my children. They love their children and they're trying to raise them in a home. But I'm seeing so much going on in 2014 that everyone is just going here, there, and we're too busy about really caring what is going on in our nation. Well, I think the concern is, and again, we can talk about, and obviously, of course, if you talk about the issue of civil unions, you talk about the issue of, of you know, if, if, uh, if someone is in the hospital, who can visit them? Of course, I think that there should be provisions made for those who want to be able to have certain privileges or, or guaranteed rights. Or if there's legal issues, I think there's provisions that can be made for that. But the challenge is now when we bring marriage into the equation, 
Um, we're dealing now with calling calling it a family, and I think that's the biggest challenge is what's going to happen to children. In fact, there um, Oscar Lopez, I think, who is a professor at Cal State Northridge, has talked about this being raised in a in a, uh, a two a lesbian um, having two lesbian moms, and he is himself bisexual, and he has taken all kinds of heat from the LGBT community over this. But he's saying, look, I'm weird. I, I grew up. I don't know. I don't know what it means to be a man. And it's not just because I didn't have a father, but there was no male role model for me because I, all I saw was the interaction of two women. I don't know how to treat a woman as a man. And he is. He he has. He has written about this. He has spoken about this. And I think that's where we go. Wait a second. Are we sure we know what we're doing before we take this plunge as a society? I think your uh, your sermon fits it all well. It says I'm confused series. So this was a series that you had. You need to give your email, uh, Tim, on this sermon. If you want his sermon on this, why do Christians believe marriage should be between one man and woman, go ahead and give your email. Yeah, well, you can email me at tim at compasschurchaz.com. You can also go to our website, compasschurchaz.com, and if you uh, search there, you can find the sermons. There's a whole... we we, uh, we put our sermons up on video every week and audio as well. But, you know, and again, I want to make the point as well. This was, this was one sermon out of many that we do. We are, we are a church that is primarily about the gospel and about the kingdom of God and about hope. And again, you've welcomed me to come on your show to talk about this particular issue because I believe there are answers that we can give to people. And I think it's important that Christians know, because I think a lot of Christians are kind of scratching their heads because they really do want to be loving and they don't want to, they don't want to feel like they're taking taking away anybody's rights. And so they hear these things on TV and they see and they go, what do I do about this? And I think it's it's important for us to be able to give answers that are clear and rational and yet and yet done with a with a, an attitude of respect for all people. Amen. Can you give your church service on Sunday? Okay, someone here in Phoenix wants to come to your church Sunday. Absolutely. Compass Church. And again, you can find us compasschurchaz.com. We have services at 8:30 at 10 o'clock and 11.30 on Sunday mornings. And we are just a fun, growing community of people, a lot of young families, singles, all kinds of people from every um, walk of life, um, very diverse ethnically. And it's just been a joy to be able to uh, be a part of this community. How about your phone number there at the church? Phone number is area code 623-935-3060. Okay, we're going to do a part two on this, okay? maybe. Next week or the next week, and maybe we'll get you here on radio so you can just have the whole show, right? I don't know. You're uh, you might be you're a tough act to follow. Oh, come on! <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Great to be with you. Until next week, take care. God bless. The voice of- Thank you for joining us today. If you would like to write to Christy Anglin Charles, the address is 237 South 122nd Avenue, Avondale, Arizona, 85323. Or find her on Facebook, Christy Charles. And be sure to join us next week for Jesus Asks, Are You Listening? with Christy Anglin Charles.